What's going on, listeners? Welcome back to Matt Goes to the Movies. We are going to be discussing the newest release of Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, which hopes to ruin your childhood. But before we get into our thoughts on that, we want to let you know about the latest giveaway that we are doing at the show brought to you by Map360. And it is for the newest release called Chuck D's Fight the Power. Now, hip-hop legend Chuck D brings together the most iconic and pioneering figures in the game to unpack the history and impact of this art form on American and global culture over the last 50 years. Do not miss Fight the Power, How Hip-Hop Changed the World on PBS and now streaming on the PBS app. This is once again a brand new giveaway that we are doing at Matt Goes to the Movies. So thank you to the listeners of this show. Thank you to Map360 for sponsoring this portion of the show. And make sure to check out the show notes in order for you to get your copy of this release. Now, getting into this review, you know, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, the most ridiculous concept you could probably ever think of. But this is becoming probably a cinematic universe. Uh, This is exactly Reese Waterfield, who, you know, directs this movie. They want to make this into a cinematic universe. They want to do a sequel to this. Um, And quite frankly, I'm all for it. We went with a group of nine of us to see this movie and all of us had a blast. And my son Brandon's here with me to, to talk about this. But this is one of those movies where I don't need it to be highbrow. I just needed to have fun. And I had fun with this movie. Yeah, believe it or not, there is actually something good to this. It might not be much, but there is something there. Yeah. And, you know, one of those things is I think this movie, for the most part, knows what it is. It is supposed to be a goofy concept uh if you haven't seen this movie this is spoilers so you know listen at your own risk from here on out but the premise of this movie is christopher robin has gone off to college during that time that christopher robin left the hundred acre woods uh winnie the pooh piglet and the other characters Uh, They had to fend for themselves and they couldn't. And you find out in the first part of the movie, the very opening animated part of this, that they had to eat Eeyore to survive Pooh and Piglet. And now they they have a taste for it. They have a taste for blood and carnage. And that is the premise of this movie, um, that they're killers And it works. The opening scene is Christopher Robin coming back to the Hundred Acre Woods to try and see them, uh, where he finds out just exactly what Pooh and Piglet have turned into. And there's some things that work. I think there's some genuine, genuine tension with this movie. There's some pretty good kills um, in this movie as well. Yeah, I was very surprised with the kills. Like, that was probably the best part about this movie. And also the fact that they, speaking of kills, did a Halloween kills reference in there, which I thought was pretty funny. Yeah, you know, they they certainly, they were creative with a lot of the kills. There's an eyeball that pops out of a skull. 
um, that was really interesting. There is one little subplot with this movie. Um, once you get from Christopher Robin in the opening scene, um, it goes to a group of of friends, a group of girls who are going to a cabin to to get away because their friend uh, was in therapy because she had a stalker who broke into her home, traumatized her. You get a flashback scene of that. Uh, and that's it. It is something that takes about seven minutes total to explain in the movie. And that's all you get. <laughs> and it never has a bearing on this movie other than just knowing that it doesn't tie into them at the cabin. It doesn't tie into the, the stalker being involved in the movie. You never know if he got arrested, like anything. It's really weird um, where you don't need it because this whole movie could have been based off of these girls, these friends having a girl's getaway trip to this house, um, to this Airbnb. And it, it's, it's really kind of dumb that they decided to, put this into the movie. Um, but I think the characters are actually pretty funny because they play some stereo, like stereotypes for the females, which I thought they leaned into a great deal. Like I thought the actresses did a really good job portraying the characters that they were supposed to be. Um, and I, I did actually like them in this movie. I, the acting was not as bad as I thought it would be. There, There's definitely some parts. Do not get me wrong. This is not Oscar-worthy performances. Um, but I tell you, it this was not the, the cheesy sci-fi release that I thought it was going to be. Because uh, my initial thoughts were, it's either going to be, this is so bad that you can't help but laugh at it. Or somehow it's going to be just so good that you can't believe what they've done. And it's neither of those, but it works. This movie is also very funny. In some cases, there's a shot where the character's sneaking around like normal and Pooh's looking the other way and you hear a loud dun dun and Pooh just turns his head for like no reason we had a I think we were the only ones laughing, but it was pretty funny. But yeah, this movie it works in some ways. Obviously, like the story is not there, even though they try to kind of push something in there at the beginning and the end, but they kind of just ignore it. Yeah, there there is some things that, you know, are ignored. There's not a whole bunch of story there. Um we find out towards the tail end of the movie that Christopher Robin is still alive. Um, they're actually, uh, Pooh actually whips him with what I believe is supposed to be Eeyore's tail. That's left over from them eating him. Um, which is actually a pretty graphic scene. They show the, the flesh, the X mark on his back. Yeah. You know, being, you know, chipped away. So there's, again, there's some good violence and some brutality in here. Um, but also a movie that, ends incredibly abruptly um, and without real reason for why it ends on the shot that it does, even though we were all having a good time at the theater, like I said, we, you know, we went with a group of nine of us and we were having a blast. And even when we got out of the theater, we were laughing and joking and, 
you know, a couple of us went out to a bar afterwards and we're talking about it. And we, we continued to say we had a good time. Uh, but when the movie ended, we all kind of went, what, <laughs> what, wait, what? That's, that's it. Um, but you know, I mean, I guess it, it, it fits the tone because there were also no previews with this movie. If it's a movie, right? <laughs> so the the first movie I've ever seen where there's absolutely zero previews before it, like the movie, the showtime was seven o'clock. We walked in at seven Oh one and the movie was already started. They said, let's get it over with and get out of here. Yeah. So we were kind of like, what the wait, what's going on here? So I guess the ending maybe fits. Um, but there was there was one other thing that I really called out in this movie that I had an issue with, and it's one scene towards the end. Um, Pooh is confronted by a group of like locals who, you know, <laughs> stumble upon the one of the main characters trying to escape. And there's this weird establishing shot of Winnie the Pooh, who somehow now based on the shot looks like he's nine foot tall and towering over one of his victims, which is never established in the movie. And then the very next shot, he just is back to regular size. Um, they also utilized him using bees in this scene to kill a man, which was actually really cool, but it was the only scene in which you saw him have this power um, which I thought they could have incorporated a little bit more. I think there's some good bones here if they do make a sequel. I I really do think there's something here um, that could continue this franchise, I say loosely, in, in a sequel. Yeah, I think definitely a sequel could end up working, but you got to find what was wrong here and build upon that. Yeah, a- absolutely. I, th- I I think there's some things that, and you can't take this too seriously because I think that will just completely ruin it. Um, but I, I think there's a good structure here. I think there's some things that you could do. You can still be creative with the kills. I would like to see from where this movie ends. The sequel could literally, they could do a Halloween to Halloween kills type thing where the sequel picks up right at the ending scene of the first one. It could flow incredibly naturally. And, you know, now that we're talking about it, maybe that's the intention of this ending is they can pick up with a a scene right after this ending. Um, So I really did enjoy the movie. I think, um, you know, I, I certainly have a different taste than maybe some moviegoers. And again, this was a group activity that we wanted to do. So, you know, if you don't have, you know, nine friends that would want to go see this movie, is it something that I think an individual would pay 15 bucks for? No. Um, is this something I would rent, you know, or catch on streaming again? Absolutely. Um, if, you know, friends wanted to say, oh, hey, let's just get together and we would have bought this. This is something I would have purchased on on demand so that we could have watched it. Um, but again, it was an activity that we wanted to do. So, you know, going to see it in the theater was a was a lot of fun. I, I really enjoyed this. So we're going to get into popcorn time where we rate this movie out of five buckets of popcorn where it stands. And I'll go first. I'll let Brandon cap off the review section. But for me, uh, based on the overall experience, this is a four bucket movie for me. Again, this is not high art. There's not a lot to this, but again, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Now, 
if I watch this movie again from the comfort of my own home, maybe I'd come back and I'd re-edit this score and it would be something different. But my review is based off of the experience that I had watching this movie in the theater and how I felt when I left. And I had a great time. So this is four buckets for me, maybe surprising to somebody listening to this review. Yeah, honestly, like I'll say it, this movie is like a two out of five in all honesty. But like, I'm more going to the movies to have fun and watch stuff like this. If I'm watching something like this, it's for fun to goof around. So in that case, it delivered maybe with the help of eight other people, but I would give it a four as well, just personally. And and we didn't know what we were rating it. So I'm that's a surprise to hear both of us give it a four, but nonetheless, it's a four. So if you have the time and you have a group of friends that maybe were on the fence, go check this out. I'm sure you've probably spent 12, 15 bucks on worse things. Uh, I, I don't think this will be the worst thing that you've ever spent your money on. So go ahead, check out Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey playing in theaters right now. And we just want to take one last opportunity to say thank you to listeners of Matt Goes to the Movies. Make sure that does not you know take a lot of time or effort to hit the subscribe button and stay up to date on all the latest episodes from Matt Goes to the Movies. Check out our social media pages where you can figure out how to get into our giveaways for digital movies, for Blu-ray copies. We have a lot going on and a lot of reviews coming out. We just did uh, you know, a quick review of Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, Edge of Tomorrow just came out. with a. We did a review for that. So a lot of things coming. The newest review of The Last of Us is coming out. So thank you to all of our listeners for sticking with the show, and we will see you very soon at Matt Goes to the Movies.